This is episode number 75 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jesse Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, everybody. Welcome on to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. Anita is not with us this week. She is taking a little summer break, hanging out with the family. So I am podcasting solo this week. And what I wanted to talk with you about is something that has been coming up for me in a lot of conversations with my clients and then in the DMs on Facebook and Instagram as well. And that is this idea that you do not need to have perfect pelvic floor health or function before you start or to do the things that you want to be able to do or have the experiences with your body that you want to be able to have. You do not need to have perfect pelvic floor function in order to start working towards or progressing towards those things. So let's get into this. Perfect pelvic floor function. First of all, what even is this? I don't know. I think we have this idea in our minds that perfect pelvic floor function, and this could be during pregnancy, postpartum, early, or many years later, postpartum. This idea of perfect pelvic floor function is that we never have symptoms. We never experience incontinence, whether that be stress, urinary mix, fecal incontinence, urinary incontinence, however that might show up for us. We never have pelvic organ prolapse symptoms, or maybe our pelvic organ prolapse has reversed, quote unquote. You can't see that I'm doing that right now behind the mic here. (laughs) Or that we have no pain or that we have no symptoms of tension or that our strength is a five out of five and our endurance is spot on always. So I think we have these big grand ideas that perfect pelvic floor function is those things And that before we start to work out in a way that we enjoy, strength training, running, sprinting, jumping, going to CrossFit, doing Orange Theory, working out in your basement like I do, we can't do those things until we have pelvic floor function. Or we can't play with our kids or lift our kids or have pleasurable sex, achieve orgasms. Is that something that you want to experience? That we can't enjoy our lives or our bodies or ourselves before we've reached perfect pelvic floor function. And that is simply not the truth. It's not the truth. And I hope that that feels freeing for you. I know that that can feel scary at times because we can, because these symptoms that we can have are really real and true and valid and that we don't know what is the next step to take. 
We can have a lot of fears holding us back from taking that next step. We don't want to make our symptoms worse. And we are fearful that if we engage in the stuff that we want to do, whatever that could be for you in your daily life, in your workouts, in your exercise, we are fearful that if we start engaging in it, that it is going to make our symptoms worse, that we are going to go downhill or down a path that we shouldn't be on, that we don't want to be on. So we hold ourselves back and we stay stuck. And this is a really common experience for a lot of people that I work with. So what I really want us to trust in is that we can be managing pelvic organ prolapse, incontinence, pelvic pain, Uh, pelvic floor muscle tension and weakness, and all the things can be possibilities. This doesn't have to be a wait until you have no symptoms forever and ever game until we start. We can explore how to do the things that we want to be able to do while we keep tending to our pelvic health in a way that is accessible to our own unique situations, if that is something that you're interested in, and I think a lot of us are. But again, we don't have to wait until the symptoms are done or for example, the pelvic organ prolapse reverses, like we can just start doing the stuff. We can work in a progressive way, perhaps a structured way and start getting back to the things that we want to do that make us feel really good and confident and capable in our bodies. A lot of times we will hold ourselves back and we don't we don't seek help until we feel like we can sort things out more ourselves. And a lot of times what I'm hearing is that you're not going to the fitness class, you're not going to work with the trainer, even you're not going to physical therapy. Again, if those are things that are accessible for you, you're not going to do those things until you feel like you have it more under control yourself. So the pelvic floor symptom, the pelvic floor health is more under control. You kind of want to fix it yourself and then you will start going to do that stuff that you really want to do or that you think could be helpful for you. And it's almost like waiting to go to the doctor or to the dentist, for example, until you feel like you have fixed your own stuff yourself until you have gotten better or healthier or your own sickness or the symptoms have gone away until you go to the doctor. So again, I just want you to know that it is possible to be having pelvic floor symptoms or maybe you're not. But again, in this case, I really want to touch on even if you are having pelvic floor symptoms or your grade of prolapse has stayed the same, you are experiencing incontinence or pain Let's get us on the path to where we can start making those things happen that we want to do. I want to give you some parameters around this so it feels uh, less less like airy and light and motivational. I want it to feel like that that stuff too, but I want to give you some parameters on how you can apply this to your own life, what you might want to be looking out for if you do start, for example, let's say you do have 
one or multiple pelvic organ prolapse and you might have some symptoms with those prolapses as well, but you do want to get back into strength training because you just love the strength training. So this is how essentially I teach my clients how to listen to their bodies. And I know that that can feel really out there as well because we're often not taught what we need to be listening for or the stuff that we now need to be listening to postpartum after we've had a baby or perhaps it's during pregnancy. That stuff can just feel so different in our bodies. We're listening for different things right now than we were at other periods or in other times of our lives. So I want to give you the four P's today. The four P's. This is from my pelvic health physio, Gail Hume, who is at Lakeview Physiotherapy in the Calgary, Alberta area. She's one of my faves. Absolutely fantastic. She taught the four P's to the trainers, coaches, health professionals in the Postnatal Fitness Specialist Academy, which is my online course for trainers and health pros who are wanting to or are working with postpartum people. So this will be familiar to you if you are a student in the academy. So the four P's, peeing, pain, peaking, and pressure. Peeing, pain, peaking, and pressure. So this is on on one level, and I think we can take this from a high-level perspective. This is some really important stuff that we might want to be listening for. This is how we're listening to our body. We're listening for the four Ps, and if we are experiencing them, that can be okay. That doesn't mean, oh, you know what? I need to stop everything. You know, I was right. This was not okay for me. I shouldn't have tried. Why did I try? I made everything worse. Now I have to stop and go back to the beginning. Not at all. The four P's are, again, information. They are a guidepost if we are experiencing any of those four P's. So let's start from the beginning. First P, peeing. So if you are experiencing incontinence, again, of some kind, and we have a specific episode on lots of questions about incontinence, we'll link to that in the show notes. I forget what number it is right now, but if you are peeing, experiencing some some incontinence during or after the exercise session, then let's take that as information. What can we adjust to help eliminate or reduce the peeing. Because even a reduction of the incontinence, that absolutely can be progress. Okay? So I don't want us to think that we need to eliminate everything uncomfortable that we might be experiencing, or we need to eliminate all the symptoms for that to be a sign that things are going in the right direction. It really doesn't need to be like that, I don't think, in my opinion. Of course, let's have that perhaps be a goal that we want to work towards if that is a goal for you. But even just reducing some of these symptoms, having them come down a notch, that can be a sign of really, really good stuff. So peeing, if there is incontinence, let's check in with that and see what we can do to perhaps shift that experience of the incontinence and hopefully reduce it. Pain. 
If you are experiencing, this could be direct pelvic pain, so perhaps in the front of the pelvis, the pubic symphysis, or the back of the pelvis, in the tailbone, or the SI joints, the sacroiliac joints, those are common places where pelvic pain can come up in pregnancy or postpartum, or this could be pain anywhere in your body. The third P is peaking. So peaking also is something that we would talk about um, in my world of pregnancy and postpartum and diastasis and pelvic floor stuff. So peaking would be doming or coning of the diastasis recti. So coning or doming or peaking through the linea alba, which is the soft connective tissue that runs from your sternum all the way down to your pubic bone of your pelvis. So it runs straight down the midline of your belly. So if we have peaking that is occurring, say you're doing some abdominal based exercises, crunches, um, jackknife type exercises, whatever it might be, and you're getting a lot of, or constantly on every rep, getting peaking or doming or pressure through the linea alba bulging out, this could mean it's something that we want to look at and again, adjust the strategy or the way we're doing the exercise in order to maybe reduce or control that peaking if we think that it is an issue for us. And peaking isn't always an issue for people. It kind of depends on what that looks like what that actually looks like in your body. Is it hard pressure that's bulging out? Again, it is information and we can go with there. And as I talk through this, it really is the beauty of working with a qualified professional if that is something that you can do or are interested in doing. Um, A trainer, again, who is highly qualified in pelvic health or a pelvic health physical therapist or physiotherapist, it really is just so nice to be able to have this conversation, to have different eyes on your body. The last P, the fourth P is pressure. So in the four P's, Gail refers to pressure as uncomfortable pelvic pressure. Um, or pressure in other places of the body too. That could be pressure outwards on the abdomen, but let's talk about pressure in the pelvic floor because this is, again, not necessarily a sign for concern. We want to understand what that sensation of pressure is like in the pelvic floor. Pressure through the abdominal cavity, so intra-abdominal pressure, that is good. We want to understand how to manage intra-abdominal pressure well, especially in the case of perhaps having pelvic floor or core symptoms. So we want to we want to understand what managing pressure well feels like, and we want to understand what not managing pressure feels like for us. So if you do have pelvic organ prolapse and you understand what that pressury feeling actually senses like in your body. You feel some dragging in the pelvic floor in the perineum. You feel that sitting on an egg type sensation versus understanding what it feels like to use intra-abdominal pressure effectively to help you lift the heavy deadlift off the floor. 
So these are the four P's again from Gail Hume, peeing, pain, peaking, and pressure. And this is all information for us to use as we start to get back to exercise, as we continue in our exercise stuff, in our daily life, in all the exercises that we're doing and all the loads that we are under. It is information and I don't want you to feel fearful about getting this information. This is good. This is useful. We can use the information and then adjust in different ways. And what I'll leave you with on this about the adjustments is from Anthony Lowe, a wonderful physical therapist, mentor of mine, who says, do something different. So if you are experiencing one of those four P's, again, it does not mean that you have to stop. Anthony would say, just do something different. What are you doing right now? And is that leading to the symptom that you might be experiencing? Who knows? Let's try doing something different and see if we get the same or a different result. So that is where I want you to start. If you're having symptoms, if the four P's are coming up for you, let's just try doing something different. For example, in your technique, in your breathing, in the body position that you might be in and how much tension you're building in your body, in the reps, in the sets, in the load, in the distance or the speed that you're running at. Let's pick something different, one different thing, try it, test it and see what is coming up for you then. Okay, the last note that I really want to leave you with as well for the trainers, coaches, health professionals who are listening in, we can get really caught up in this as well. We think that we need to have perfect pelvic floor health or pelvic floor function before we coach or guide or assist other people on their journeys to better pelvic floor health. And you do not need to have it figured out. We do not need to have it perfectly figured out. So just start. Start working with people. Work alongside them. Learning about your experiences and your journey is so incredible for them. You have so much knowledge. And that could be on a personal level plus with all your professional uh, experience as well. And that is helpful. Your experience is helpful to others. So please do not feel like you need to be in perfect pelvic floor condition as well before you start to guide others. You can do this right now. Okay, stop waiting. Again, for everyone, of course, we can continue to tend to our own pelvic health, again, in a way that is accessible for our own situation, But it doesn't mean that we have to have it perfectly right before we get it going. All right. So you have the permission. Now take that and let's do the next, let's do the next thing that feels the best for us. Pay attention to those four P's. Do something different if those symptoms come up. Don't be fearful of those symptoms. Know that they are information. And that information is good and we can adjust. Okay. All right, everybody. I hope that was helpful for you. 
You do not need to have perfect pelvic floor function before you start. Let's go. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 